speeches, debating, impromptu speaking, conversations, presentations, interviews, tips, and advice. Welcome to the Stand Up and Speak podcast, where we discuss everything to do with public speaking. Hello and welcome to the Stand Up and Speak podcast. Today, I have Jasmine joining us as a student from our adult class and who currently works as a project manager. So I have a lot more questions for you in that space because that's also what I do. Um, so excited to chat with you today and learn more about you. Maybe we can start with a little intro. Maybe you can tell me a little bit more about yourself and also why did you join Stand Up and Speak? Thank you, Miss T. Uh, I always find that is a difficult questions to answer. Like I will just speak from like a personal perspective. I, I, I have been like per- from a personal perspective, I like traveling. I like eating. And one of my biggest dream is to travel around the world while enjoying all the authentic local food. Of course, uh, I'm trying, I'm working hard to achieve that goal. And probably I need to win a lottery first <laughs> to make that dream Don't come true. <laughs> and why I joined Stand Up and Speak, uh, which was actually inspired by my best friend. Um, his kids were here a few months ago and he observed the great improvement uh, on, on, on his kids uh, about presentation and he encouraged me hey why don't you give it a try and then that's why I'm here well initially I didn't really want to because you know it's normal for adults to have fear in public speaking or delivering presentations my inner voice was screaming out loud (laughs) no you don't want to go there but I pushed myself and I'm so glad that I make that decisions because I actually enjoy doing it now. That's amazing. And and I think, yeah, I think your plan to travel the world and eat the best foods is the best of both worlds. So I hope you get to do that in the future. And if you do, take me with you because that is also my dream. Uh, what's the next place you want to go on your bucket list? I would say is a backpacking trip in Europe. Amazing. So, so I want to do Hungary, Austria, and Italy. And I have no problem doing it on my own. Um, I actually really enjoy traveling by myself so that, you know, it's all on my rhythm and at my pace, stop whenever I want, whenever I want. So I, I really look forward to, although I'm still trying to find a time and prepare the budget for it. <laughs> but yes. I'm making the plan. Yes. And and that's great. And I love that you said you like to solo travel because I have a lot of friends that that like it and, and they love it because to your point, they can go at their own pace, you know, kind of go with their own rhythm, do whatever it is that they want to do and maximize their time there. They also, on the other hand, though, find it a bit nerve wracking to be alone in different countries. So how do you find that? And how has your experience been within that kind of frame? Is odd that I never, I never actually felt nerve wracking or nervous being in a place that is new to me. Uh, in fact, I came to Canada by myself over eleven years ago, and the time I stepped on the plane, I was actually very excited. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm going to go to Canada by myself. I'm going to be away from my parents, do whatever I want to do. And I actually find that is like, that is like a 
an excitement for me to explore the unknown rather than being nervous. Okay, am I going to get hurt? Am I going to get injured? Like going to a new place by myself usually is all positive thoughts and expectations on me rather than anything negative. That's amazing. And do you feel that, you know, when, when I go to new places, to your point, the excitement of, of always overtakes the nervousness. Are you like a good preparer? Do you like to plan ahead, make sure you have all your itineraries and everything ready to go? Or do you like to kind of go with the flow when you're at the spot? It depends. If I if I go to like a new city, um, I was in London by myself like four years ago. And I did do a little bit research on like things to do in London or top 10 places you should go see in London. I generally have an idea where I I would like to go, but, but I wouldn't say, okay, day one, I absolutely must go there. Not Mm -hmm. like that. So it's just like, okay, I have a general idea where I should go, what restaurant I should visit, uh, pictures I should take, but I will usually plan those depends on the weather and how I feel in that day or because sometimes I just want to take a slow day. <laughs> no, that's fair. And, and I love that. I think definitely a balance of both is is always important, knowing that you have the options to plan, but also then being able to change the course as you need. So that's great. And I think one of the things that always make me feel, you know, when I travel is sometimes I get nervous to ask people questions or stuff like that. Do you feel like you're a confident person in general in terms of asking for help? Um, I think so. If I absolutely, well, I usually try to figure out on my own, especially when I travel in a country that I don't speak the language. I was in Peru by myself, like maybe seven or eight years ago. I don't speak Spanish and people there generally don't speak English. And what and I, I usually, well, of course, I have Google Translate. <laughs> yes. And, and, but usually I try to figure it out myself. And if, like, I run out of options, then I will, you, you know, use my body language, yeah. Google Translate, <laughs> nice. everything I can. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. Because I think confidence and public speaking really go hand in hand. And you can, you can notice kind of from the way someone approaches, the way they travel, the way they you know, do their job, their, their confidence in public speaking. So I think that's great. And I'm sure that that's also what helped you build your confidence being thrown in these places where you have no idea what's happening and you're just figuring it out makes you probably even coming to Canada, like made you believe in yourself a lot more, which translates into when you're speaking publicly, feeling confident in what you're saying. So what makes you feel kind of nervous when you're speaking? What do you think is driving that for you? The biggest fear for me in public speaking, I would say, uh, is I tend to overthink what other may think about my, my speech mm-hmm. or what I'm talking about. Am I convincing enough? Uh, am I loud enough? Am I, am I inspiring enough? Or like, just like, sometimes kind of silly am i good enough like am i am i good enough mm-hmm. to to stand here to deliver a presentation it's like all that thoughts like what other people think kind of 
like put me over the edge. This like, okay, this is like too scary, yeah. too stressful. And I would rather like before I'm ready, like I wouldn't want to be standing on the stage. But like, I don't think I could be ever rich to a point that I'm ready, ready. <laughs> yeah. Because like the 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 moment is like right now. Like if I want to do it, I should be doing it right now. Like right now is the best moment. Yeah. Right now is the moment that I'm ready. I try to like, you know, I think growing up, because during my education, there's no such thing public speaking. There's no such uh, training that I was taught how to deliver presentation, how to talk in front of like a large group of audiences. And that like right now as an adult, I noticed that I like I should do more and I should improve more. But, you know, it's because I lacked of that skill set when I was young Mm -hmm. and now like I try to like it's like a constant battle between emotional fear and rational thinking yeah like the training you've gotten as kind of your in your childhood that built the foundation to the way you kind of speak and the way you behave to now as an adult thinking and overthinking kind of every single thought that goes through your head and no I think it's not uncommon like I think it's one of the biggest fears and I think it's it's funny you say it that it's in adults, yes, but it's also in kids. Like when we talk to these kids and we ask them, like, what are you scared of? It's they're scared of everyone making fun of them. They're scared of what everyone else is going to think. And you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I've gotten is if you think back to when you're listening to someone else speak, there's not one negative comment I feel that comes in your head. They've just you sometimes all I'm thinking is, wow, this person is up there and they're doing this, and I know how hard it is, and like I'm just rooting for them to do great. So I feel like sometimes reminding yourself of that when I'm up there thinking, okay, no, like the audience wants me to do a good job. They want me to be good. I feel like helps me relieve some of that pressure that I'm putting on myself. Cause again, we're our hardest and harshest critics. We want us to be perfect, but what is perfect, right? Like I could think someone's a great speaker. Someone else could not agree with that. Like everything I feel like is so subjective. So just believing in yourself and remembering that Everyone is just judging themselves instead of others. Everyone just wants you to do good. I feel like it's helped me in the past, you know? I definitely agree. And now I, I'm trying to like tell myself, like especially being in the adult co- class mm-hmm. and I see all my classmates like are improving, they are growing. And I feel like I'm like, I'm, I'm going through this journey with them and that takes away that critique I put mm-hmm. on myself on purpose and I now I do know it's not necessary whatever thought I have before the stage or even on the stage they're not real yeah exactly and I think it's sometimes just reminding yourself that but I'm so glad that you're you're feeling that here because everyone here to your point is in the same journey as you and everyone in the world to be honest some people just haven't found the tools yet to help them or the right classes so I'm I think you, you're one of the lucky ones who had someone who said, hey, like you should do this. And then you had to overcome your inner thoughts saying, no, you don't need to do this. To now coming here and actually seeing yourself improve with time. And, you know, public speaking and confidence, it's one of those skills that 
once you learn the basics, it's just practice after that. Once you learn the foundation of what makes it good and, and what makes an impactful speaker, after that, every time you practice, these words will, will kind of be in your head that will keep reminding you, don't use filler words. Don't fidget. Make sure you're loud. Make sure you're smiling. Make sure your tone is good, which will mean in everything that you do, you're just going to keep repeating these actions. So I think that's really, really great and really inspiring because I think a lot of adults come in here and they say the same thing that, you know, I was like, I don't know if I should do it. And then they come to the class and they're like, oh, I'm so glad I did it because it becomes a lifelong skill. Yes. And I sometimes wish like there, I know like for kids, there is like summer camp or like yeah. camp type of like a program. I wish like there's something like that for adults. It's really good feedback. We'll definitely take that one away because I feel like it'd be so fun to have like an adult sleepover where we all just practice public speaking. I just think it'd be so fun. But yes, I feel like a summer camp type, maybe a conference or something like that for adults. We can say conference, but it's pretty much summer camp um, would be would be really, really fun. So that that's amazing. And I know you mentioned your best friend. And you know, one thing I feel like we don't talk about enough is yes, public speaking helps in the workspace. It helps in school, but really knowing how to be confident and communicate well and impactfully also really helps our personal relationships. So how do you feel your public speaking or your confidence over time has helped you develop the relationships around you? Oh, this is a great question. Um, I would say I definitely see improvement in myself uh, when engaging with new friends. So I'm more, I'm more like relaxed to talk about what I want and what I don't want and what I like, what I don't like. And what, and previously, I, I would say more than five to eight years ago, I was more like a version, I was like a, a, a shy person. I, I usually would be the one who is silent more to be a, like a listener, like in a new group of friends. But now I just, I just like, yeah, I just talk and just carry on the, the topic, whatever we were talking about at that moment. Like, I feel like I'm more, I'm more, I'm not afraid of express of expressing myself mm -hmm. or my thoughts, no matter they agree with me or not. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of removing that judgment, yes. I think is really important. You know what? I think what you're saying is is exactly true. Even, even for me, I feel like once I became a stronger public speaker, I feel like I became a better communicator. And in any like positive or negative scenario, like even if I was having a disagreement with someone, I was able to calmly express myself, which I think also comes from like the confidence and that practice, which is really, really nice. So I think you're, you're, you're very correct in that sense that I think once you're able to learn public speaking, learn confidence building, it also translates a lot more into your ability to meet new people, communicate, build those relationships, be vulnerable and have those conversations. So that's fantastic. Um, Jasmine, I just want to say thank you so much for, for joining us. This has been a fantastic podcast and we've learned so much from you about you. Um, and, and there's so much inspiration that I feel like our, our listeners can take away from you. Um, on that note, I know I've explained to you rapid fire. So it's a one minute, you know, I'm going to throw a couple of questions your way, 10 exactly. And you'll respond to them as fast as you can. Um, so when, whenever you're ready, we'll get that started. It's time to test your impromptu speaking skills with rapid fire. Can you answer 10 random questions in less than one minute? Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, so three, two, one. Your favorite breakfast food? Donut. Nice. Summer or winter? Summer. Favorite movie? Titanic. Favorite show? Uncle Rogers. Are leaders born or made? Made. Do you, would you rather read or watch a movie? Read. Who's the best speaker you know? Ali Wong. Your favorite fast food restaurant? Popeyes. Nice. Your favorite vacation spot? The Caribbean. And your favorite dessert? Ice cream. As you notice, I had a lot of travel and food-related questions on there. So great <laughs> job. You have met the timer. Fantastic job answering all those questions. Again, thank you so much, Jasmine. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Stand Up and Speak has trained thousands of students in the art of public speaking. For the past 20 years, we have produced numerous regional, provincial, and national public speaking champions. Our programs are fun, interactive, educational, and life-changing. Check out our Google reviews or visit us online at www.standupandspeak.com.